Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Welcome back to Morning Mayhem. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream rise to the top for oh you. Yeah. In the Oakland Racing Casino and Resort Studios. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! Ma! David Basil, Roger Scott, and Justin Moore. 706 here in Morning Mayhem. Justin Moore coming up uh, here shortly. I uh, do want to say thanks again to his dad, Tommy Ray, for coming in and yeah. playing at the Hatcher Complex Bluebird. It was uh, me and Roger. There's our paddles right there. We got our paddles and our balls. Those We're paddles. showing those on the uh, on the camera. On the YouTube. These are actually Tommy Ray's. Uh, These are they, Tommy they Ray's. He gave to us to He's got to a bunch play. of them. Yeah, but I uh, had a good time at the Hatcher facility, and it was uh, Evans Dietz, uh, Chris Jones, uh, Tommy and Greg Hatcher, we all played it sort of saw round Lee, robin. Saw Lee, saw Lee, saw there. Kevin Kelly, saw yep. saw Zach Kelly. Yep, saw Dealing him. Young man, and, and, uh, but it was fun. It was uh, uh, Josh. We played ninety minutes straight. I was I was pretty tired. That's the that's the most activity I've done, Roger, probably in a few years. No doubt. I decided even with my bad knees, give it a shot, and uh, it felt good to do something. It felt good to sweat. Well, look at Tommy Ray. Take an example from him, if you can, where he has gotten his surgery. Now he's doing it. Yeah. You're supposed to have all these surgeries. You were supposed to have surgery a couple of weeks ago. And you t- you but said- you know what was bad, though? I did. I felt like Babe Ruth out there. I looked like Babe Ruth. Yeah, one of the you know kind of a waddle. Either Chris or Greg said they served me what over me. They go, you gotta slam that. I go, I can't jump. I can't jump anymore. The guy who used to could slam dunk Chris a volleyball. Jones, well, Chris Jones is six eight, and he goes, <laughs> Roger, would, would that have been over my head? I said, uh, would have been out. I said, I, listen, anything that's up where you are, you, you got to bring it. So, down. do you get it now? Do you get pickleball? I get it now. It's popularity. Well, I get it, but anybody, absolutely. anybody can play. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you got a guy like Greg who has a great facility to let you come out and play on that thing, I don't know why we're not out there again next Monday. Well, you'll be gone. Well, oh yeah, I'll be in. Uh, you know what? Well, here's in. the other thing. We got to play more. What a gr- absolutely! What a gr- we need to go this week again. What a great after game dinner he provides. Yeah, that's that's a cool thing. Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, that's you know, the best salmon I've ever had in my life. You know, the, you know, Kenny Gibbs, one of our faithful listeners. He's he's part of the group going to Pittsburgh. There's 65 pickleball players. Now you can still try to play in our best of the best. This brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic yeah, Club and Hatcher yeah, Agency. Yeah. That's coming up in August. Now, Kevin Kelly and ja, and, and, and his son, Zach, were down in Hot Springs at the tournament down there, which has nothing to That's do right. with this right yeah. here. Yeah, it's a different and one. And Kevin came in fourth, they did from great. what I understand. Yeah, he, he, didn't want to, he, he didn't want to progress to the... Uh, the um, the Nationals. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Part of the, and the difference with Roger well, Wood, yeah, the, the, the best, Zach, Zach uh, walked out of there number one. That's right. The best way to explain the difference, Roger, between what we're doing with ours is that there are no, you know, Tommy Ray was telling us he's a he's a 3.5. Yeah. That's like your grade point average. You have a level. That's right. This one, ours doesn't Zach have any. Zach played at 4.0. That's right. Ours doesn't have any of that. It's no. just the best. Listen, if you can qualify from wherever you're at, wherever you play, right. they'll send you to Little Rock for that Who trip in August. Who is this ghost guy you keep talking about? Oh, that's Thomas. Uh, I've, I've never was he there? He was never showed up, but they say he's the best. Of the okay, best. but I've never seen him. And the like Swede. you said, does he? The Swede, does that's he right. even exist? Saw Evans Dietz. Yeah, he was good. Uh, he was good. Uh, he really I felt bad. I let him down. I let him down. He's a trash talker. He, he, he said. He said, "Just get out of my way." Yeah, so he said. Just let me. He said, basically, he said, "If it's near, if it's near any of us, I'm hitting it." Well, I, I told said, Evans Dietz that one of these days in the future, be on the lookout for it. You're going to tell your partner, Evans. Try not to hit it to Roger. Yeah, that's exactly one of these days. <laughs> right, one of these that was days. just the start. You're gonna tell. It's what you're gonna tell him. We got a lot of texts coming in, and we appreciate that. We're gonna try to get to all of them. We got a visit with our man Rick Schaefer. All right, let's do it now, then, if we can. Thank you very much. Thank you. Listen, Mister Rick Schaefer on Morning Mayhem is brought to you by Edwards Food Giant. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people, the only stop you'll ever need. To make your family's grocery needs. Good morning, Rick. How are you today? Well, I'm surprised to hear you compare yourself to Babe Ruth. He sure did. <laughs> it's, the, it's the bad. It's the gut side of Babe Ruth, uh, you know, Rick. But even when he was gaining weight, he still hit home runs. I know. It was pretty good, you know. Yeah, I, well, I, well, look at that, Babe Ruth. Siri heard y'all talking about. Babe I wish, Ruth. I wish I was, I was hitting them last night like Babe Ruth. But listen, that's okay. It's, I lost three pounds last night from from really? water weight, which is encouraging wow, for me. I, good. I can't walk today because of my knees, but that's all good. Um, listen, you know, I, I, it's <laughs> interesting. To see, you talk about not walking. I, I didn't watch much of the home run derby last night. Yes, but I was watching some of the pre thing. Yes, and there was Adley Rushman, the Oriole catcher, was involved, and hey, he did really well. Hit twenty one home runs left handed and six right handed. 
I don't know if they've ever had a switch hitter in that before. I've never seen it. That, but that they I would told call. him before yeah. they before it even started. They said you will be so tired after this, yeah. you may not be able to walk tomorrow. And so that reminded me of what you just said. And and you don't think about that as a home run derby, but think about how many guys that do well in the home run derby, yep. and they tail off a little bit after the All Star. They group. do. It's it's yeah. almost a negative to do it. I've seen that at times. Yeah, so we'll see what happens to Vlad Guerrero Jr. He hit, what, 72 home runs last night? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so can will he even be able to walk? You know, that, And maybe that's why they give you a day off after the All-Star break, to let I, you catch up a little bit. I was making an observation. Josh, our producer, uh, talk, said it was inappropriate. That, I didn't say that. I said, he, looked, he looked at me funny. Uh, I just made the point, Rick, is that funny. at some oh, point, the, 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 last, <laughs> no, the last five guys in the Home Run Derby could not speak English. It's like wow. Do we not have anybody that's in the the, the, the you know the best home runs that speak English? I'm not saying that as a derog you know something derogatory about those guys. I'm just saying it's amazing how the game has changed so much that you know there's no English speaking players. Where I'm watching the you know American you know game pastime, but yet the, the five guys in the finals, none of them speak English. Well, what's really fascinating about baseball is they're going to go wherever they can go to get talent. When Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1947, in the late 50s and early 60s, there was a major influx, mostly in the National League, of black baseball players. And so you think about the All-Star Games in the 60s, -hmm. Henry Aaron, uh, Willie Mays, Frank Robinson, Ernie Banks... Uh, Roberto Clemente was uh, was Dominican, but uh, those guys they they dominated. They won every year, and then the American League kind of caught up uh, and, and started integrating, and, and then it became equal. In recent years, there's been this alarm sounded about the number of black kids playing youth baseball and getting involved eventually getting up to the major league. So I don't know what the percentage of major leaguers that are uh, black at this point are, but the Latinos. Yep. That's their way out of poverty in places like the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. And so those guys play or Venezuela. Right. You want to get out of Venezuela. <laughs> and, so, yes. and so they do. And um, many of them in, in the minor league systems, just about all of them, have programs where they learn English. But it's interesting when you watch a guy be star of the game or like last night, most of them will have an interpreter. Yep. Now, some of them can speak English fairly well, but they want to make sure that their message is conveyed. Now, I've seen interviews with guys that the question's asked in English, and if he gets it, he'll answer in English. If he doesn't, he has his interpreter um, answer. Yeah. So, But I think that's okay. But that, that's where the stars are coming from. So I still think if you looked at, say, in the 60s, what the percentage of Caucasian players was, I'm going to guess it's less now than it was then. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt because, that a bit. Yeah. Because the Latinos, and, and that's okay. It's it's a it's a it's a sport for everybody. Six point one percent of players on opening day rosters were black, which I think is they said it's a uh, lowest number since 1955. Yeah, Latinos. Yeah, black players. It's the lowest number uh, on opening day. Six point one percent of the rosters opening day. Oh, what about black. Latinos? Does yeah, have that I'd on be there? On that, I'll, I'll bet it's much higher than that. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's amazing. I love With some a of the few st- Japanese players. Obviously. That's right. Uh, but maybe the best one out there is not, obviously not from America. The other story I want to bring up with you: we're, we're visiting with Rick Schaefer, brought to you by Edwards Food Giant. Uh, that the situation with Pat Fitzgerald in Northwestern. Rick, you were a sports information director for decades at U of A. Um, do you recall in any of your years ever hearing, seeing anything about hazing? Of players, of course, you know I've talked about when I played, and nothing more than just silly hijinks. But do you recall? And then, what's your what's your thoughts on what's happened with with Pat Fitzgerald in Northwestern? I think in the when freshmen were not eligible in the fifties and sixties, I'm sure some of that went on. Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure there are varsity players that uh, did hazing with the with the freshmen, and the tough ones just toughened it out and stayed and. Probably did it. The ones coming in after that. I, I'm guessing there was there was some of that in the 50s and 60s. But without actually knowing it, I've never talked to anybody right. about it. Except that freshmen were held in very low esteem. Now you can call this hazing if you want to, because uh, the first book I ever wrote was the game of my life, and I talked to uh, Bobby Crockett. And Bobby Crockett turns out to be one of the great receivers ever at Arkansas. So this. <clears throat> the, I don't know if you, you wouldn't call this hazing, but you would call this trying to get rid of somebody, and they would do that in the spring. And he was a running back, 
as a freshman in the summer bef- in the spring practice before his sophomore year i can't remember the exact number he told me but it was something like it was over 100 i believe straight times they handed him the ball against the varsity oh team. wow <laughs> and, and, and so he just kept going time. I mean, they're trying to beat him up and get him to quit. Right, right. And wow. uh, obviously he came back and became one of the great players in Arkansas history. So there were ways that they would um, eliminate players that they didn't think were tough enough. So I don't know if it was off the field hazing, but uh, it was it was brutal. And, and, you know, you think about Junction, uh, what Bear Bryant did at Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, basically had them down in pits, basically beating each other up. And only if only a few came out, I'm told by members of the 25 Little Pigs from the 1950s that Bowden Wyatt did the exact same thing. And in fact, there are those that played on that team that thought it was a lot more brutal than uh, what Bear Bryant did at Junction. But back then, I think football was almost looked at. This you're talking about shortly after World War II, it was looked at almost as militarily. Yeah. You know, and you had to toughen them up and toughen them up and toughen them up to play. Because think of that. These guys were playing both ways. They didn't have face masks. And so you had to be one tough dude to play football. And and so that's what they did then. I think the last guy that we really remember doing things to players that could be considered hazing or brutality is Frank Cush at Arizona State. Oh, I forgot about him, yeah. And and what was that, 70s? Was it the early 80s? I can't remember. It, it, but, but, yeah. but once the players turned on him, he was he was gone. And um, and that was it. And from that point on, anything that regarded as brutal... Now, if you talk to Ron Calcagney, he would brag about Lou Holtz. But as you know, you played for Holtz briefly. I don't know how he was at the end, but I remember at the first year... He's grabbing Cal Cagney's face mask yeah, and he's yeah, shaking it. Yeah. Well, you know, would that hurt a guy's no, neck no, or something? No. You, you could you could never do that today. Yeah. But he did back then, and Cal Cagney swears by what a great coach Lou Holtz was. But today, if a coach did that to a quarterback, I'm telling you, the team would turn on him. Well, the the thing the thing that's been brought out, right, Roger? The thing that we've heard is that that the players, whoever was in charge, part of the hazing was telling the players to get naked, which is disturbing anyway. You yeah, you know, and and do drills and. Uh, you know, you know, used to like you said would be taping somebody to a you know a goalpost goal or, right. or making them drink something. And right. but when you start, you know, there were, then there's Roger. Did you see the other one where apparently they were in a locker room, turn off the lights, and they put furry the costumes on and, and dry humping the players. Just oh, weird things. Like no, it's almost just like no. it's not even hazing. It's just stupid. It's stupid, yeah. and it's 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 just what in the world. So so that, the, the next point then is is that. Do you agree that, that Fitzgerald should be fired if it happened under his deal and he didn't know about it or didn't do anything about it? That's a tough one. Uh, but I would say yes because no head coach is without knowledge of the things going on. Right. Just without, you know, when they, when they got Patino's assistance at Louisville for uh, women coming out of cakes at recruiting parties and all that kind of stuff, you cannot tell me that he had not at least heard that that happened. Even if he had nothing to do with it, he had to have at least heard. No head coach is totally oblivious to, to something like that. If it happens once, yeah, he may not know about it. If it's a continued practice, you can't tell me he didn't know about it. Yeah, that's that's the deal. It's interesting, uh, Northwestern suspended him for two weeks, and then I, I guess maybe the more and more came out, and they realized, no, well, you just now that we know that there's more to it, just you allowed it to happen again, whether you knew it or not, it happened on your watch under your administration, and, and you got it. And I like him; he seems like a fine co- coach. Oh, I, I don't really know him personally, but the winningest coach ever there, and he, and he played there. But think about this too: when we go back and. and you know, society has changed a lot, probably in some ways for the better, in some ways very definitely not for the better. But for the better, fraternities were guilty of yeah, that. Right, yeah, decades. yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, and you know, if you were getting coming into a fraternity, there's no telling what they might do to you. Right. So that was real hazing to me. That that's where hazing. You heard about it the most, and listen, and that's come under fire now. You don't, you don't see much of that anymore. No. Especially because you've had people die. You've had, uh, you know, you, young no, guys die from drink. Yeah, that's right. Uh, involved that's right. a ton. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, uh, let's okay, talk about. Now we, now we need to switch subjects. I got to tell you. So for three weeks in a row, and I thought, I, I'm getting these texts from Mama Baz, and I'm thinking, really. That is David Basil's mom is really texting me. My <laughs> mother loves texting people. She's saying, "Oh, that's great. You're good on the show and all that." So last week, 
We brought up this Indiana Jones movie, and I told you what terrible reviews it's getting. You did. Also, oh, that's right. It's also doing terrible at the box it is, office. It is. It is. But your mom, she wanted to go see it. She didn't text me last week, so I hope she's still okay with me being on your show. Because, <laughs> and, and if she's, so have you seen the movie? I, I have seen it. seen it. I had. She did not want to go, so I, I went with Jessica, my girlfriend. Oh, she didn't want to go because she's because I told her how bad it was. Well, right? I will say this: we talked about it, Roger Monday last uh, Monday. Was it Monday? Because I went over the weekend. Yeah. I didn't think it was as bad as what you had portrayed it. You, okay. that, yeah. In other words, I thought it was okay. I think it's like a six. The, the storyline is silly, uh, and you know, it's eighty years old. It is what it is, and, and it was long. It was two hours and forty minutes. I don't know if two I would. Two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's God. two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Is there an intermission? No. Listen, some movies go three. I think Mission Impossible is longer. Well, yeah, um, but that's no. easy. Come yes, on. it is. So no way. Two forty. Now I love the Mission Impossible movies, and I'm going to go. My favorite, my favorite scene, Rick, was where I just not. If you don't want to hear this on Indiana Jones, turn down your radio Five, and come back. Four. Yeah. Three, yes, two, go. one. So was when he uh, when he said he wanted to stay. Part of the storyline was I don't want to give away. Hear it. Yeah, where he, where, where he basically went. He, I said I don't want to leave. Remember, he said I, this is who I studied all my life. I don't want to leave. This is where I want to stay. I thought that was sort of cool. But besides that, it was you know it was okay. But you're right; it was not one of the greats. I think the best one was the What's first. Was your Lancelot in this one best too? One, <laughs> best one by far was the first. Yes, one. I think so. And you have guy, chosen wisely. That, hey, the guy that wrote the review that I told you about pointed out in his column. He said he said Raiders of the Lost Ark was probably the best movie the entire decade of the eighties. Yeah. So you know he, he wasn't down on Indiana Jones. He just said this one was horrible. But there was there's fun chase scenes. There's, it's, it's 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 typical Indiana Jones. But we've seen it and it's long and it's he's eighty years old and he's yeah, yeah. so. Uh, but are you serious? Huh. Mission Impossible is more than two and a half hours. I think it's it's close to it. I think you we can look at it real quick. We can find out. Uh, let me ask you about this real quick. Wearing some okay. adult Rick, diapers to that. Um, media days next week. I'll be going yeah. going to my I think eleventh straight. And Randy, you're going. Randy said it's a, normally a five and a half hour drive and you'll be there in three. <laughs> That's not true, Double R. Hush. Me. Uh, I think Double R and I are going to be bunking mates, Rog, if you can believe that. That should be interesting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rick, move the end table out. Randy's time. Let's got to get up, Randy. I got to go do the show this morning. <laughs> get it. Not for me. Maybe. <laughs> you don't have to get up, Randy. You keep oh. sleeping, Randy. From what I understand from... Roger, uh, that wasn't as good as... I've heard you do it better. <laughs> well, I, 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 thank you. I'll, that one wasn't a very good one. I'll do I better. That was pretty good. That's yeah. okay. Th- listen, Rick, that's all right. You're already poo-pooing... Uh, uh, now you're poo-pooing me. <laughs> Mama Bass, don't text him. Stop texting Rick. <laughs> what, uh, so what do you think about... Uh, back in your day, uh, you know, it was so different. Back, back in my day, was it the 1920s or what? <laughs> yeah, back, back in, in Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah, two that. hours and 43 minutes. For Mission Impossible. So it's 243. Yeah, and I think Indiana Jones was 233, I think. Look at that and see, Roger. What's going on in this world? Listen, some of these movies are... Like Avatar was three, I think. It was a full three. Oppenheimer's going to be three. Is it? Oppenheimer, I'll watch. Because that, Mission Impossible, and Oppenheimer, they're based on true stories. (laughs) Rick, at one point, for those that don't know, Media Days was basically guys in a media media and a bus going from school. came to you. came to you. That's right. came to East School. Uh, part of it, you were were you part of you know on your last few years as a uh, sports information director? Did, were you doing the things in Birmingham? I can't oh, remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Arkansas joined the SEC for the 1992 football season, and by that time, yes, it was. It, we never had a day where the SEC media visited us. Now there were a few people who would do it. You remember Scott Hunter, the great quarterback? He was a TV guy in Alabama, and so he visited every campus, talked to every coach. George Lapidus from the Memphis Press Cemeter at the time, it was an afternoon paper, visited every school, but for the most part, you went to them. And so, yeah, from 1992 on, uh, first year in the SEC, it was always going to Birmingham. It's, it's quite the production now, Rick. I mean, thousands, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of media credentials they do, but you have Media Row, there's about 40 of us that do, you know, shows throughout the day, stations that are there. You've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds in the, in the big room. I mean, it is a huge production because we're looking for content. So many TV shows, so many radio shows, so, so many magazines, so many newspapers. Of course, Bob Holt is one of the legendary guys who asks yeah. questions. Every coach knows who he is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, qu- it's quite the, it's the show now. Interesting, I, I mentioned earlier, 
year. This year, I don't know if it's the first, but there are, I think, a combined 15 defensive and offensive linemen going on behalf of their schools and only five quarterbacks, including K.J. for Arkansas. So it shows you how the league is a little bit down in star power in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah, which is great for K.J. Uh, And I think if he has a really, really good year, you know, he could be a first-team all-conference player. You you think about Arkansas's history. They've had a lot of great quarterbacks, but very few of them have. Well, only one's ever been All-America. That was Billy Moore in 1962. Right. And so there have been some all-conference quarterbacks, but not in large numbers. So, you know, if K.J. could make first-team All-SEC, that'd be fabulous. Now, he's got to have a good year. And, you know, if somehow in that four-game stretch that's brutal early in the year after the first three at home, if if they could beat LSU and or Alabama, and I know that's, a, that's asking a lot. Arkansas hadn't beaten Alabama since Saban's been there. Right. If somehow they did that and K.J. had it, all of a sudden he he's going to get major national attention. So um, I think that's good for K.J. He's a good spokesperson. He'll do a good job at SEC Media Day. So will Rocket Sanders. But to your point... They're also bringing a defensive end that really, um, you know, he's had a great spring, had has a decent year, but um, he's kind of an unknown yep. entity yep. to SEC media people. And your other point on SEC media days, talking about all the newspapers that used to be there, that's not the case anymore because so many newspapers are dying. Yep. And um, but there are a lot of internet sources. So you'll look at somebody like Trey Biddy. Yep. Or uh, there are other uh, entities that uh, cover the Razorbacks by internet that you don't uh, that you purchase strictly for online. And all the schools have those. And so all those guys will be there, but not so many print media as there were back in the early nineties. Uh, uh, only got about a minute left, Rick. Uh, Major League Baseball draft continues, uh, but how impressive is it for Dave Van Horn's class to have four of the first what fifty-two picks be high school players that he signed? I think he ended. Up, I think it was a total of ten. I'm not, I don't have it in front of me. No, let's see how many uh, how many well, members. Six, six signees got draft have been drafted. That's that in the six first two rounds. Yeah, four. from the class. Four in the first 52, and you can say that's impressive. That means they're recruiting well, but it's depressive because you're going to lose all four right. of those guys. <laughs> and one of them, uh, Zanatello, the shortstop that got signed by or got drafted in the second round by the Red Sox, I think they were really hoping he'd be a fourth or fifth rounder and might sneak through, but that didn't. that's not the case. We were talking yesterday on the show, Dylan Questad, who was drafted in the fifth round by the Twins, slot there, 412,000. That's borderline whether you think that's good enough to go. And uh, so that might be a spot where do the Twins have extra slot money they can pay him or do the Razorbacks have a decent shot at him. Now, I think anybody else, any other prospects that are drafted after that, I think they'll have a chance to keep. It almost makes you uh, makes you wonder, wow, you spent all that time recruiting them knowing that they may end up being gone anyway. I mean, that's a lot. A lot. One you hate to lose. I know. You got a picture of a transfer from Indiana named Craig Yoho. Yoho, what a great name. Yoho, I, I, you know he's got to like be it. a happy guy. I like and it. And he's he got drafted and he's going to sign. So he's, they won't have him. He's Rickopedia, the one and only Rick Schaefer. We love him. We love him in the morning. Thank you to Edwards Food Giant for sponsoring the Rick. Meat people. Rick, well, the next time we talk to you, we'll be over in, be in I'll, I'll be in Nashville. Nashville. Roger will be holding down the fort here, but uh, look great. forward to breaking it down with you next week. Have a great uh, rest of the week. Y'all have a great week, too. Thank, Thank you, it. Rick. Rick Schaefer, Thanks, everybody. Robert. That's our man, Justin Moore. He should be on everyone in, uh, here shortly. Yeah, have oh, he's, been, he's, he's up before he's up you late. and me. He's up late. He's up before yeah. you and I got up. <laughs> well, my mother used to say, she goes, I don't know why you're tired. You went to bed early, didn't you? <laughs> uh, Grant Morgan, uh, Hog All-American linebacker. Be interesting what he has to say about what he, he's coaching at. Illinois now with uh, Brett Bielema. Yeah, yeah how did that happen? Yeah, that, that's a good question. We'll oh. talk about that when we come back. 7.30, Morning Mayhem. Another one or two Cause you're gonna need them You're a little too small To be calling me names Brought to you by Good Cell Truck Accessories, your Arkansas source for camper shells and truck bed covers. Color matched or commercial grade, trifold or row up styles. See the pros at Good Cells. Exit 8 Jacksonville. This 
Texas Sports Center. Big news in college football. Northwestern head football coach Pat Fitzgerald has been fired. The firing comes in the wake of a hazing scandal that has rocked the Wildcats football program. Northwestern had initially suspended Fitzgerald for two weeks upon an independent investigation conducted by the university, but following new information that came to light from reporting from the student newspaper and ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, the university made the decision yesterday to part ways with Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, a Northwestern alum, was about to enter his 18th season as the head football coach of the program. The 48-year-old had amassed a record of 110 wins and 101 losses. He is considered the best football coach in the history of Northwestern. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Weather from the Fletcher Weather Center with Channel 7's Melinda Mayo. Temperatures starting to heat up. Today's high around 91 degrees, mostly sunny, and a 20% chance of a few pop-up showers. Tonight's low down to 73. Mid-90s tomorrow, upper 90s at the end of the week. Likely heat advisories will be back. From the Channel 7 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Melinda Mayo. Today's special at Benihana, lunch only, hibachi chicken, $14.95, which includes Benihana soup and our famous fried rice. Come see us at lunch. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Akery and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501-794-2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Why in the world would you pay more for someone else's problems? Hey everybody, Roger Scott inviting you to take advantage of an opportunity that rarely comes around. That is to buy a new travel trailer, toy hauler, or fifth wheel below dealer's cost. That's exactly what you'll find at Kiko's Country RV, Arkansas's only clearance lot in Mayflower at 71 Interstate Drive. These are brand new units now and they still have their full factory warranties. There's no need to buy pre-owned when you can buy brand new for less. Folks are Shocked at the thousands they'll save on travel trailers, toy haulers, and fifth wheelers, both big and small. So get by and check out all the inventory at Arkansas's only RV clearance lot. That's Kiko's Country RV in Mayflower, where everything is priced at or below dealer's cost. No high-pressure salesman, and the price you pay clearly marked on every camper. Take the family by 71 Interstate Drive, Mayflower, or check them out online and their huge inventory at Kiko's Country RV. Hey folks, Bob Bottom Dollar Waller here from Mark McClarty Ford. We know that around here, adventure awaits around every corner. Whether you're headed to the lake or hitting the trails, we offer the toughest and most reliable trucks in Arkansas. Plus, with over 100 new Fords in stock, you're sure to find the perfect one for your next adventure. So if you're ready to explore the great outdoors here in Arkansas, come see the number one Ford dealer and President's Award winner three years in a row at Mark McClarty Ford. Where people don't shop, they buy. That's the McClarty difference. User-friendly. It's a term that's thrown around a lot in today's business and tech climate. Hmm, wonder what a user-not-so-friendly world would be like. Okay, so I just enter her employee ID here and... Ha ha. Wrong button again. You are not smart. At the payroll company, our iSolved platform is the user-friendly tech you need for things like a one-click payroll preview and the ability to review and process payroll from any device. You are being too friendly. Yeah, we know. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. We never claim to be the experts in anything. If you hear something that doesn't sound right, fact check us and send it to our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line at 661-1037. Welcome back to the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oakland, Arkansas's only casino resort. Pat Fitzgerald is one of those head football coaches. Everything starts and ends with me. When that is the case when you are that insistent on that being the rate you're asking for the kind of accountability that he is receiving today so it begs the question when you have accusations of hazing in your locker room either you should have known or you did know either way you can't have hazing in 2023. What used to pass as a rite of passage in college football, in sports in general, no longer is acceptable. And I think this is a loud statement saying that tonight. 
735. Now, even though he is a, a graduate assistant on the uh, staff at Illinois with Britt Bielema, we got to play the Razorback Fight song. Yeah. Uh, Grant, I'm sorry. We're here in Arkansas. We just can't get it out of our system. Good morning, man. How are you doing? Grant Morgan joins us. Hey, good morning, guys. And I don't blame you. Good song. <laughs> You're Razorback. It's weird seeing you in orange, my friend. For those that don't know, um, I guess what uh, what month were you hired or you joined the staff at Illinois as a graduate assistant? When did you start? Um, I started at the end of March, uh, early April, right before spring ball. So I got to go all through spring ball through the summer so far. So it's it's been a lot of fun. So Roger brought up the point. But for those who don't remember, by the way, too, and I was listen. All my years run together, Grant. You know, we've been doing radio for about twenty years. Did you do two years of NIL calls with us, or was it just one year? No, I just did about uh, three months. So I had a little, I had a little taste of NIL. Okay, so okay, so we got you for one year. Okay, it, it, we, we, this is our third year, right, Roger? Doing that? No, is this our second? It, like I said, I can't, it's, it's funny. I, it's hard for me third. to remember. This will be, be, be year three. Yeah. Well, you, Grant was our uh, NIL call, one of our uh, several that we had that year, and you called every Tuesday at seven thirty. So I think it's appropriate that you uh, that you said, "Hey, let's do uh, Tuesday at seven thirty. So I know that the last we'd heard, you know, you were you were giving a shot in the NFL, uh, and I, I had not heard, you know, how that was going. We we might have even talked to you once, I believe, and then the next thing I know. I see that you have decided to, to co- you know, obviously get the coaching. Did is that something? What you because I think you told me at one time, didn't you tell us you thought about going in the medical field at one time? I can't recall what was sort of the transition from that pro camp or that you know trying you know uh, to make the NFL team to deciding to get in coaching. Yeah, so it, that I can sum up real quick, uh, but long story short, made it on the Jags, um, ended up signing with the practice squad getting released during the season, um, doing some workouts for other teams and just kind of hanging out at the house and um, talked to all of the USFL and the XFL um, and just kind of didn't, didn't want to do that. Um, I, my goal was playing the NFL, um, and I didn't, I didn't want to go and play in those other leagues, which there's a lot of good players that are doing that right now, but right. I just I didn't want to. Um, so I ended up talking to a lot of people about what I should do um, because when you don't know the answers, you go ask people who are smarter than you. That's good. I called like a bunch of doctors, called a bunch of, um, actually talked to some med schools um, about like the process, what it would be, uh, talked to my family, um, and ended up talking to a lot of coaches because those were the closest people to me in my life in the last couple of years. Um, so I talked to Coach Logan, Coach Riles, Coach Pittman, um, Coach Bielema, we just started talking, just what should I do? And all of them said, um, you have a really good career in coaching. Um, you should get into coaching. So I I talked to a lot of them, just kept praying on it, kind of being who I was. Um, and then finally, um, I got in front of a couple of them. And when I got up to Coach Bielema, it's hard to say no to a guy like that um, in the program he's built here. And so now, yeah, now I'm here. Uh, med school, um, I just... I figured I could impact a lot more people doing this and a lot more kids doing this, and uh, that's my passion in life. So um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and see how far I can go in this and be the best coach I'll probably ever be is what I say, right? Because like, that's the only thing I do is try to be the best. So well, I might hey, as well try it. Well, listen, uh, if you continue on this path yeah. and end up becoming a head coach, you'll make more than a doctor anyway. Yeah. With eight less years of schooling, by the way, too. So, uh, well, you know, Roger and I were trying to figure out, going back and looking at your career, because of COVID, you got to play six years at Arkansas. So think about this, everybody. Grant Morgan, superstar at Greenwood, um, ends up walking on at Arkansas under Brett Bielema. Spends two years with Brett Bielema, then had Chad Morse two years, and, and then had Sam Pittman two years. I mean, you, you've had the full range of the college football experience under three different types of coaches. Almost Sam and Brett are similar, but as far as the up and down of being able to, you know, trying to build a program up, seeing it fall apart, then all of a sudden just really having the lowest of the lows, and then having the comeback with the two years with Pittman, you've seen, seen about it all. Yeah, and... Uh... You'd forget there's in a little there's two or three games where Coach Lonnie was actually my head coach oh. as well. So I've had four head coaches wow. in point. my career. Yikes. Good, good, good point. You had more coaches than Chad Morris had wins. <laughs> Do you uh, when you look back at those six years? What 
What's the big takeaway? Obviously, you had a gazillion tackles and All-American. And what, what's, what's the big takeaway from those three coaches and, and maybe how that applies to what you're going to use in your coaching career? Yeah. Um, I think what when you go back and you look at like the coaches, because I've been, I've been keeping a note. I have a notebook. Um, it's my head coach's notebook. And all I do is write notes from the head coach's mouth. Nothing else goes in there. It's just what the head coach speaks. Guess that's what he pushes onto the team, and kind of what you when you look at all three or all three or four of the guys that I've learned from, um, and the consistency of all of them. There's really only three things that matter to be a leader or a head coach. Um, one, you have to be able to manage everything. You have to be able to um, when there's a fire, you have to be able to put it out, and you have to be able to manage it and be able to do it good at a high level. Two, you have to be the same person every single day. Um, you have to be a leader. Um, you have to be able to be consistent you can't be up and down as a head coach and then three you got to be able to tell a good story <laughs> got to be able to tell a good story as a leader and a head coach and so those are the three things that are really consistent with how you win and how you do it but um coach b and i really like this and i'm really gonna probably own on to this for the rest of my life is speak for yourself um i love i love that because you can only vouch for yourself in this day and world right now so speak for yourself and he's really pushed that on the team and everything so it's really cool to see Visit with Grant Morgan. Uh, all good stuff there, Grant, who is a graduate assistant at Illinois. Now, I presume you're coaching linebackers, or no? Yes, I'm with the linebackers. Yep, makes uh, makes sense. Are, do you are your goals to go? Do you want to become a head coach in college? Would you come out? Because your brother is still coaching. Uh, Drew Morgan is still coaching high school football in Arkansas, correct? Yeah, he's the uh, offense coordinator at Elkins, right down the road from you at Fayetteville. So is your is your path going to be just gonna, you're going to stay in college or you, or you're not you're not sure yet? Um, as of right now, I want to stay in college. Um, I really enjoy the the age um, that all these guys are right now, yeah. and the, like the they really are fighting for something more than what they have already. They're trying to get in the NFL, and I think I can really help them do that. And I I really do like the. 18 to 22 range where they're still becoming men, but they're grown enough to know what's good and what's not. And so they go and fight for it. It's pretty fun to be around. Is it different now being a coach? You know, again, just a few months. So it's still, you got obviously a lot, you know, a long way to go. But now all of a sudden from being the player with NIL transfer portal recruiting, now you're, you're wearing the coach's hat. How different is it now looking at that and how challenging is it to do all those things as a coach? You know, having experienced that, you know, you were part of that first group that, Went through all that, and so how is it, you know, observing that and having to do that as a coach? Yeah, um, it's a lot more meaningful right now as a coach because when I was a player, ever you didn't really know. You were just like, cause that was right when NIL became a thing, the portal or whatever became a thing. Um, and what's funny is I was actually on all the committees to get all these things passed <laughs> and, as a player. And now as a coach, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm living through what they had to live through and probably what they thought of when I was going and voting yes for it in the SEC committee. So, but no, as a coach, it's, it's been a lot of fun um, because the portal's been bringing a lot of different guys to you um, from a lot of different areas, from a lot of different backgrounds that you never thought you'd be able to get out of the high school rankings. But then um, the good thing about Coach B and how well he's done it at, our, or at Illinois, I don't know how anyone else is doing it, um, but he, he keeps the NIL world out of um, all the assistant coaches. Um, the players don't know, except for the guys who are like getting it and what they're doing. And mm. they have a really good little situation there. So it, it's really cool to see. Like It doesn't, it doesn't cause any problems. Um, so the culture there is really good. But as a player from a coach, you got to be able to decide what's going to be your attitude in the locker room, what's going to be your culture in the locker room, and um, if it's all talked about as NIL, then it's going to be a problem, I feel like, for any team in the nation. So you got to have a good culture team that wants to win. Um, so it's, I think that's going to be the challenge around the around the uh, college football until they kind of level it out, as you would say, kind of like they did back in the day with cost of attendance. We're visiting with Grant Morgan, um, who is a graduate assistant at Illinois under Brett Bielema. Justin Moore joins us now. Good morning, J.M. How are you? Good morning, uh, Am I there? Yeah, good you're, morning, guys. We're here. How are y'all? We're doing we're doing good. Just about to wrap up with Grant. Grant, I uh, last thing, obviously the the timing. Obviously, we didn't plan it this way, but uh, Pat Fitzgerald was uh, fired yesterday from Northwestern. I would imagine Coach Bielema uh, and every uh, head football college college football coach has probably addressed this now with the team. 
uh, you know, you want to make a comment? I, I don't remember. I, I didn't get any hazing back when I played uh, Grant. You might could tell me about your experience, but about how you guys are having to handle that situation now, because obviously Illinois is a part of the Big Ten where Northwestern is, and obviously just some disturbing things have come out of that. Any thoughts of that in, in your experience? Yeah, um, I've never been around any hazing. Um, I've never seen it, never been around it. Um, I know Coach B runs a tight ship. Um, he can he could speak for it a lot better, but I know Coach B doesn't agree with that, doesn't see anything like that because he's the type of character man he is, and you guys know how he is and what ship he runs. So I've never been around it. Um, I can't really speak of what Northwestern's going through. Um, I don't know. I literally had to ask my wife yesterday because we're on break right now as coaches. Yeah, um, I'd ask her what's really going on. I try to log <laughs> off at every single sure. on break. So I'm like, what the heck's going on right now, anyway? So I don't blame you. Um, I can't speak on anything what they're doing. I have no idea really what's going on. And the last thing we do before we let you go, I want to say congratulations to you and your wife, Sydney, uh, JM, and Raj. Uh, he's getting ready to be a dad. Hey, and, well, uh, what do you say, so, wow. what is Congrats, the due, man? What is the due date, Grant? Um, it's, we're going to probably have a baby on Thursday, so it'll be. It'll be a lot of fun. Now, uh, little boy or little girl? Little boy. Nice man. Justin's a good yeah. name. Uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Do you, have you picked out the names already? Or name already? We have. We're actually holding it back until uh, whenever he's born because we have a lot of family members that want to know and everything. But we're not telling anybody until then. Well, Justin Morgan. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just Justin Morgan. <laughs> M- M-O-O-R-E-G. There you go. That's yeah, very, that's, very, that's very nice. You know, uh, Grant, I, I didn't realize you, you're one of seven siblings. So Roger Roger can relate to that coming from a big family. And Justin has four kids, but you're on your way, Grant. So uh, so th- I'm the only guy that can't relate to you. And I'm an only child. Oh, that's Yeah, that, that's as, it. As you are. Yeah, so yeah, I, I know both sides of <laughs> uh, But Congratulations, but we're happy for you. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, we're, we're super excited and Ready to go, man. It's going to be a whole new challenge, but it's going to be a whole new love that we find. So we're excited for him to get here. Well, you are going to be a, a great coach. There's no doubt in my mind. I think it was a great choice for you to do. You're, as you mentioned, you're going to impact the, you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids before you're done. And uh, even though you were in that 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 ugly orange, it uh, was weird. To, it's weird to see you in the blue and orange. <laughs> I, I got to be honest, Graham. But congratulations, man. Happy for you. And, um, I actually spoke to Coach B last week, and I'll be seeing him next week. So, um, so congrats, man. Hey, I appreciate it. And it, it was weird at first, but I'll tell you, my wife's favorite color is orange, so she was super excited whenever we got the call to go up there. So, but no, it, we'll always have that Razorback red, that that hog flying around here because I'm on a walk. But so I'll always be watching them, even on Saturdays. I get to watch them and stuff, but. No, I'm, I'm excited for this next new journey. I appreciate you guys having me on. Good today. luck. Yeah. We're, we're going to continue to Best follow you, follow you in your career, man. And and uh, good luck on Thursday. Excited to hear about the birth. And uh, keep working hard, brother. Appreciate you. All right, I will. Y'all have a great day. Go All right, Grant Morgan. Pain. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, Grant Morgan, what a good what a good dude. What a solid. That's that's what you want coming out of the University of Arkansas of your football program. Those yeah. are the kind of young men. So it is weird though, yeah, Justin. I wish, yeah. uh, I wish we had a few more Morgans. Uh, yeah. those those two were boy tough, two man. walk-ons that turned out to I be mean, great players. They really did. Drew, yeah, Drew. You forget how good he was, but yeah. if you go back and look, man, he was so good. I mean, he was all SEC caliber, just like uh, he Grant was. was. Yeah, he was. He I mean, was all. Yeah, first I think it was first team all SEC that one year, wasn't he? I want to say you're right. Yeah. Might have led the league. Led the league in receiving or touchdowns. What was it? Yeah, and you're talking about. I mean, what was he, 5'11", maybe six foot? I, I don't know. And, I don't know, ran a 4'8", or something? Yeah, yeah, he that's was just, right. He was just tough as nails, just like Grant, and just, just a good football player. We're going to take a break. Roger and I are going to play pickleball in the hallway now that we're up. Uh, 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 I got to hear about last night. Yeah. I, I heard it from from this side, uh, from my dad. He was great, man. He was, we'll talk, we'll talk <laughs> about that when we get back. Yeah, I got to hear from you guys. Seven fifty here on Morning Mayhem. You gotta feel it. Get down on it. Come on, get down on it. Get down on it. 
Don't give in to that constant joint pain. Take control. Take back your quality of life today with help from QC Kinetics. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is helping people every day right here in Central Arkansas and across the country with their amazing non-surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissue. They use the latest advanced regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right to where the area of your body is in agonizing pain. This incredible non-invasive approach helps you take back control of your body, relieving that pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or even your back. No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs or steroids, and definitely no downtime. Listen, summertime is here. You need to be having fun and making memories. Call now for a free consultation with QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar, all ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is spaghetti for only $7.49 per pound, paired with seasoned green beans for just $4.49 per pound. The FedEx St. Jude Championship returns to TPC Southwind, August 9th through the 13th. Don't miss your chance to witness the top 70 players from the PGA Tour season battle it out in the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Only 50 players will make it through Memphis. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Daily grounds and upgraded ticket options are on sale now at FedExChampionship.com. Hey, this is Trey Johnson with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs, the number one North Star truck bed dealer in the world. Plus, J&I truck beds, Warner truck beds, and RKI truck beds, winches, brush guards, Kurt, B&W, gooseneck balls, fifth wheel hitches, receiver hitches, along with a full line of WeatherTech accessories. HJ Trailer Sales, 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Find us on Facebook or online at hjtrailersales.com. If there's an accessory for your truck, we carry it. H.J. Trailer Sales. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy has been selling and servicing Kubota equipment since 1991. Achieving Kubota's elite status to the service department and the years of experience throughout the dealership are just some of the reasons to choose Hennard. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat, motorcycle, personal watercraft, or RV. Alcoa Community FCU has low-rate fund loans. Apply securely for your fund loan online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. If you can impersonate someone on our show, we can guarantee that you'll live forever on Roger's Button Bar. Hey. I know y'all gonna look at me funny, but what y'all gonna do now? <laughs> Welcome back to the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio.
755, Morning Mayhem. Uh, Morning Mayhem has assembled. I'm David Basil. That's Roger Scott, Justin Moore out at Moore Mountain, and uh, Josh Neighbors, who somebody said just, Josh, can you stick any more food in your mouth, man? Somebody's watching. <laughs> Jay Jay. I mean, I'm getting suspended anyway, right? So what's the yeah, point? Yeah, J- uh, Justin, we're suspending Josh. He's going to be suspended, and uh, uh, that's because what of the do? well, the things that he just said to us about that person that texted in. He actually said two people on the text line before, so he's getting a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, because of that and a few other issues, namely uh, Taylor Swift uh, and playing things <laughs> oh God, like that. What, what yeah. about? Oh, do I even want to know? No, no. You, you know, I'll okay. tell you something. HR knows. Here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to know that Josh talked down to us this morning, JM, because Again. he was okay. too. Yeah, Again. Because he was too. He couldn't do what we asked him to do. He was too busy getting ready for the Big Twelve. I asked him if he was watching. If he watched Homer. Derby last night. He said, man, I have a Big 12 podcast to get ready for. How about that? Big 12 Media Days to get ready for. Is that even legal guys. to be on this show and do a Big 12? <laughs> Thank you, JM. <laughs> Thank you. Josh, the Big 12 don't care about the Big 12. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nobody uh, yeah, Two of your teams are gone. Hello. The, um, <laughs> tonight, uh, Roger will be at Trivia at Boudreaux. That's Justin, right. I will be catching. The summer, uh, summer of Adventure continues for me. I will be catching at least a five-pound bass tonight with my old Razorback teammate, Gerald Jones. Oh, the Summer of Adventure actually started? It started, yes. Bro, we yes. have oh, okay. actually. <laughs> yeah. talking about me talking down to you guys. Well, you, let, let, should, you want me to name them off? Yeah, yeah, listen. Yeah, listen Name what we've already done. Yeah, here we go. Hey, just, just, just pay with, uh, pay attention here. Uh, 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 concerts. Chris Jansen, Ricky Skaggs this Friday night. We went to see uh, you at Dewey Beach, Delaware. Manning Patrick yes. Academy in Thibodeau. Uh, being on the lake at Lake Hamilton. Darts Friday night. Pickleball last night. Bass fishing tonight. Crater of Diamonds Friday. Picking up pace, brother. Yeah. Pick axe throwing yeah. coming. Um, what was it? What was the other one, Roger? Uh, picking the, up some speed. <laughs> picking, up, picking up the speed. Uh, Blues travel the, coming the, up in November. The but, momentum is uh, is starting to trend in the right direction. Exactly. Uh, little red fishing late July. Yeah. Little red fishing. Yeah, Crop duster. Speaking a little. I'm tie it all together. Speaking a little red, and uh, <laughs> you going to see us play. Uh, Man, I've got to pay more attention to my schedule because, uh, Roger. Yes, sir? Listen to this. Last week, or uh, this week when I played, I don't know. The last show that I played, I think it was Friday night. Yes. Um, Iowa, in North Ohio, Dakota. Ohio. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. um, Unbelievable. This is all who opened for me. The Bellamy Brothers, which were amazing. Sammy Kershaw. Woo! Uh, Aaron Tippin. Colin Ray. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, they all wow. opened for you. So good wow. for y'all to come. Man, dude, I didn't have you're playing I basketball so, at Poland, so and all those dudes are are having concerts. Now they're opening I for mean, you. What was, a great I'll concert. I'll send y'all some videos and some pictures. Well, somebody has sent us Somebody said, I just saw a picture of Justin Moore in one of the greatest country music duos ever, yeah. the Bellamy Brothers. They yeah. asked Al James' experience. It sounded amazing. Yeah, yeah and I bet so they did. Kind. And we want to find out about the uh, attire as well, or how the weather was when you were there as well when we come back. Eight o'clock. Morning, ma'am. Hi, folks. It's David Basil out here at Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. I know a lot of car dealers, but I've known Frank Fletcher for almost 20 years. He has several very successful car dealerships, and it's because of repeat business. He doesn't want to just sell you a car. He wants to be your dealer for life. To do that, you got to treat people like you want to be treated and listen to the customer so you know what they want. That's the secret of Fletcher.